Hey friends, I'm Molly B. And I'm Molly Reed, and we're friends who love to read and talk about it. Welcome to Book Club with Benefits, a judgment-free zone to talk about all things romance, smut, and reading, where the only rule is no No shame. So grab your favorite book, a delicious cup of something, and come cozy up with us. Hi, Molly Reed. Hi, Molly B. How are you? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) My thoughts Um, exactly. Yeah, I am like absolutely reeling, I think is I the am word to overwhelmed. Say. <laughs> yes, I am like shoot me in into a rocket into space. That's how I feel. <laughs> um so we're recording this post releasing the first episode of the pod, which Molly, I don't want to speak for you, but I felt like I had counted on one hand how many people were going to listen to the first yes. episode of the pod. I was like I'll listen. Molly will listen. Molly's partner will listen. My partner will listen. And someone will probably listen twice. <laughs> and that's about it. I yeah. was fully anticipating, like like you said, like five people, all of which we knew, yes. to listen to it. Yes. And just, I, I still can't process the response we got in these first couple days. Like, the amount of so people many that have listened people. to it people sharing it leaving reviews like just telling us how much they loved it and are like looking forward to this next one telling us they already like downloaded funny feelings so they're ready to go like it like we literally legitimately started a book club how did we do that how did we do that (laughs) i'm like so blown away like that was the goal but i didn't expect it also (laughs) right Another layer for me has been like, so I shared on my personal Instagram, like the podcast and kind of like why I, it's so important to me. Like I talked about Mm -hmm. being a survivor and so many people, I'm going to cry. Sorry. Oh, so (laughs) many people. I've been crying all week. So many people reached out to me and they were like, I am a survivor also. And like, this is Uh, something that helped me heal or like I'm so excited to listen and like share this and it just has been literally unbelievable I think if this is as good as the pod ever does I can die happy like it's 100% worth it yeah yeah one episode and I'm like okay we can retire like it doesn't we don't have to do anymore (laughs) it's been it's I'm so grateful and I'm so grateful to you to like being my partner in this I don't know I'm just no I know like gratitude. I and I mean we we have talked about this a little bit already but like I think but bo- for both of us the goal was like even if one person finds a safe space to like talk about this find community in like their love of romance like anything like that that would be worth it and right just to have that happen so quickly to already feel like this is a community it just absolutely blows me away i i can't even i have no words (laughs) i'm speechless someone that we're both friends with um reached out to me and was like hey you know what like i did think that romance novels were silly like do you mind sending me some recommendations and i was like "Uh, (laughs) what (laughs) like (laughs) okay (laughs) literally that is was my goal was for like one person to be like I would love to start reading. Where do I start? Yes. So I'm just absolutely floored. 
I love it so much. And it's only been a couple days. It's only been one episode. Like it just I think this community is just going to keep growing. And I think it's just going to be such a lovely space to be a part of. And I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I have been having these daydreams about having like guests. I'm like, we can have our friends come talk to us on the pod. That would be so It would be amazing. (laughs) It would be amazing. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Any other uh, immediate (laughs) reactions you want to share? No, I, like I said, I feel like we're both still processing and 100% just so grateful and yeah, so excited. So excited. One thing I, one little story I want to tell is, and I think I told you this already, but um, my brother said that he put the podcast on and my niece, who's two, like heard my <laughs> voice and was like, Aunt Molly, and was like running around <laughs> looking for me. And that I think is the thing that really brought me to my knees this That's week. That's so cute. Oh my gosh. So I love cute. it. Oh. Uh, on that right. note, should we start talking about some romance books? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. So Molly B, tell me what you're reading right now. Oh, so I have been on such a fantasy romance kick lately, which mm. is very weird for me. Like, it's very new for me. It's not something mm-hmm. I was ever really drawn to before, but I don't know. Something has been awoken in me and I love fantasy romance now. Um, So I just finished like literally an hour ago. Um, A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. <gasps> oh my gosh. So this is the last <gasps> book, or I guess like the currently the last book. I think there's going to be more in the Akatar series. And you and I, we were both reading Akatar like around the same time a couple yes. months ago. And for some yes. reason, I just never picked up this last book. Like I just, I don't know if I like needed a break from it. That was the first I ever read fantasy. And I just... I don't know. For some reason, I put it off. And something in me this week, I was like, I need to read this now. And it was so good. I'm still like reeling from it. I was sobbing the whole last like 100 pages of the book. Yes. And just, oh my gosh, it oh, it was everything. I love Cassian so much, like mm-hmm. would do anything mm-hmm. to protect that sweet man. <laughs> like, yes. Just... I would absolutely go to war for that man. 100%. Yes, 100%. It, oh, it was so good. So that was incredible. Mal, I want to get your take on the like um, the trauma storyline there and the yes. healing. So, okay. I don't want to spoil too much since this is like pretty far into a series I don't want to give too much away I will just say I think trauma is handled very well in this story and Nesta's character arc was my favorite part of this book like it hundred percent I think it was done so well I think subconsciously I wasn't excited about this book because of the way her character was written and I knew this one would be in her point of view and I was just kind of like I don't know if I Basically, I don't know if I want to endure that for like 800 pages, but it just, it was done so well. I, yeah, I loved it so much. I thought it was perfect. Definitely my favorite book in the series. Yes. Like, I didn't think that anything could top, like, what is it? Chapter 55 of um, um, Mist and Fury. Mist and Fury. But. Which um, is perfection. Which is perfection. And I'm not saying that um, A Court of Silver Flames tops that, but it did mean more to me. Like, it was just so 
meaningful and the way that that Nesta like in I don't know the way that her character arc is and the way that she works so deeply on healing herself I just was like it just was so beautiful I loved it so much I'm so happy that you read it I I loved it so much and it's one of those I'm so mad at myself that I put it off for so long I'm like what was wrong with you (laughs) you didn't read this book months ago what were you thinking honestly right um oh but no so that was amazing okay um I also want to mention one other fantasy romance that was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was called The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana. It was literally the cutest book I've ever read in my entire life. Mm. So it's basically about this witch who, like, growing up her whole life, she was always taught that witches shouldn't spend time together because, like, having that much power together is, like, dangerous and she was always taught that basically at all costs, you need to make sure nobody ever finds out about your magic. So she eventually gets this like random letter in the mail inviting her to come live in this house and teach these three young witches how to control their magic. So she goes and you just get this like super sweet cast of characters with like all of their caretakers and these kids, one of which is a grumpy librarian named Jamie. So there's like a romance there. We love a grumpy man. We love a grumpy man. But it just like, it's really sweet found family. Like I said, grumpy sunshine romance, which is my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. You love a grumpy sunshine. I love a grumpy sunshine. And then like, on top of that, it's just super, like, whimsical and magical. Like, it was just so sweet. I was literally giddy, like, kicking my feet, like, could not stop smiling <laughs> while I was reading this. It was just a great time. Oh, that sounds so lovely. Yeah, it was It was very cute. So, fantasy romance has been working out for me lately. It, it's been doing it for you. It really has um, been. I, okay... I also have been reading some fantasy romance. I've been reading this series that your friend recommended to me. Oh, yes. It's called Emerald, the Emerald Lakes series. Oh, tell me it, about it. Okay. It's reverse harem. Like, okay. Big time. So it obviously is um, right up my alley, as they say. <laughs> and I just felt like it's very smutty also. Um, and I just felt like every page I turned which is a very funny thing to say because I do read on my phone. So every page I swiped, (laughs) I'm like, um, uh, something new is revealed to me that is like so specifically something that I like. Okay. So like it's, it's reverse harem. And the first like smutty scene is between two of the men. And I'm like, yep, I love that. (laughs) Um, and like then a page, a couple pages turn and like, uh, one of the pet names involved is daddy and I'm like I love that you know like it's just like every <laughs> yes every please. possible thing that I like is popping up in this series and I just want to give a shout out to is it Maggie your friend Maggie, Maggie. yeah I want to give a I shout out to Maggie on the pod I love that came from her listening to our first episode she texted me while she was listening to it and was like you have to tell Molly to read this right now and I was like I will and you started it immediately and I just love to see that yeah the like plot is um is really interesting too which I like like it's um about 
it is like fantasy so it's about like a witch and these like four um they call them mages i think is the word um instead of wizard i guess i don't know but um they're like they all have powers and but they're also like living in like the real world so like they talk about lizzo you know what i mean and like things that are relevant so I've, i've really been liking it i highly recommend oh that sounds so fun but um there is a book series that I really want to talk about today, which is um, the, I think it's the next series by yes um, Hannah Bonham Young. Hannah Bonham Young. Um, the ne- is it the next series? Is that I think what they it's just it? called the next series. Okay. I've read the first one. I still haven't read the second one. The first one is next to next, next of, kin, of kin. And the second is next to you. Um, and... So something that everyone should know about me is that I have a very bad habit of reading the second book in a series <laughs> first. I don't know what it is. I just hate reading the first book in a series. I'm like, I have to get into the middle of it and then I can go back and read the first one. Right. Um. So I read Next to You, which is the second book. And the like the very first like 10 pages or something, we have a lead um like character who is a bisexual woman and has ptsd and i was like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> that's me we're in for um, it <laughs> yeah when i tell you i'm like laying in bed at night reading this book next to my partner who's fully asleep and i am just <laughs> sobbing as i'm finishing this book it was so well done i loved it so much i want everyone to read it Yes, I'm so excited to read that one because I loved the first book and you said right off the bat, you're like, no, the second one is even better. So I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so. But I do want to take us into our next segment if you're uh, interested. So um, we have uh, this new segment coming up that we're going to introduce. That's all about uh, questions. It's going to be like kind of a QA. and a and we're going to ask you, the listener, to supply some questions, some things you want us to talk about, um, some things you like uh, to read and to think about that you want us to, to bring up on the pod. Um, so we'll be sharing like a couple links on our Instagram um, for you to submit questions. But this week I uh, created my own question. Let's hear um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Drum I'm roll, ready. Please. I'm ready. Drum roll, please. So... Um, Mal, what are your favorite and least favorite, um, like terms of endearment, pet names, uh, nicknames, cutesy nicknames? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, okay. Off the top of my head, ones I love. So Mm -hmm. I will say, so my husband and I, our like term of endearment for each other is love. Like we like just call each other love. So anytime I see that in a book, I get really excited because it just like, I don't know, it just makes me happy. So that Mm -hmm. is one that I like to see. But one that I love to read that I like think I would hate in real life. I love babe in books. I don't know why, because I don't like being called babe, but I love to read it. And I don't know, it just does something. I also love sweetheart. Okay. Okay. I think it's so funny that you love babe in books. I hate babe in books. <laughs> <laughs> I like something about it. I'm just like eye rolling. I don't know what it is. I, I think 
I think I don't like to be called like I don't know I don't like to be called that in real life but right so maybe that's it um I love sweetheart though sweetheart is a really good one it's a really good one um I love baby I'm a big baby I hate baby (laughs) (laughs) okay even worse I hate baby girl so it like mm. makes me actually cringe when I read baby girl in a book, especially, okay, one of the worst is when it's an age gap romance. Sure. And she's being called baby girl and it just, uh, I nope, I don't like it. It's, it's so funny. I love that. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I'll download a book to my, um, to my app that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> or my e-reader that shall not be named, I should say. Um, my e-reader. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll uh, literally search baby before oh I even read it. Because I'm like, I got to know if it's in there. I love it so much. That's so funny. That's so um, funny. The book I'm currently reading, um, or the series I'm currently reading, the Emerald Lakes series, um, <laughs> one of the men calls another one of the men pet oh i don't know if i've ever read that in a book and they have a very like um dom sub relationship Mm -hmm. with each other um and i i'm i'm really torn about whether or not i like it part of me is like no and another part of me is like (laughs) maybe "Hmm." (laughs) huh (laughs) let's explore this further (laughs) let's explore that yeah let's get into it yeah Ooh, another one i love that i just thought of honey I love honey, honey in a book. Honey. Yeah, that that's another good one. Yeah. It's funny. I don't um I feel like I don't see love a lot in books. Yeah, it comes up very rarely, which I think is why I get so excited when I see yeah. it. So I'm just like, "Aw, that's nice." <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Zoe calls me. She calls me love, which is nice. Um I love that. Yeah, it's sweet. It's sweet. I love um, the term of endearment. I want to know now on this subject. <laughs> How do you feel about daddy? (laughs) Oh, my favorite question. I want to take a clip of you asking that question and make it like all of our uh, like advertisements for the pod. How do we feel about how do we feel about daddy? I I hate to break it to everyone, but I fucking love daddy. I love it. You can put that on the record. Oh, yeah. Honestly, bury me under a headstone that says she loved daddy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I honestly think it very much depends on the book and the characters. Like, um, oh, for sure. For sure. You I think you also read uh, Heartless by Elsie Silver, which is it's like a cowboy single dad romance. And she, like, jokingly refers to him as Daddy Cade in that book. And I think that is, like, I loved it. I just, her calling him Daddy, I was like, yes. But then there are other books and I'm just like, "Mm, no, let's not. Yeah. There are sometimes, okay, with Daddy, I think I like it best when it is, like, almost exclusive to the bedroom. Right. I don't love it when it's outside of the smut necessarily in any other situation <laughs> yeah yeah but i do you know i just love it i just love it <laughs> it's a real uh, divisive one i know it, it you know it gets it stirs the pot it gets the people talking that's for sure 
All right. What other pet oh. names can we think of? Oh, I I love when they're. I feel like this is common in romance books generally, but I love when the pet name is like hyper specific. Also, yes. Um, I, I was trying to think of some of my favorites of that. Like, but, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit later when we like get into funny feelings. But I love that he calls her Jones, her last name. Yes. Um, oh, I love that in general. Like yeah. a last name. Also, any type of book when it's like the nickname, even if it's like a play on their actual name, when it's something that like only the love interest calls them, like, yes, which also kind of leads into funny feelings, too, of like, right, him and his daughter are the only ones in the book that call her fee. And Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that like also to circle back to last week's book, right? Like. B was the only person to call him Jamie. Yes. Everyone else called him Wes. Yeah, I I love yeah. that. I eat I that do up. love that. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. The um, God, I am really harping on the Emerald Lakes series right now, <laughs> but I am like so obsessed. Um, but one of the characters calls her Sprout because she like is a um garden witch i guess that's definitely okay. not that's definitely not the correct terminology <laughs> um but yeah they call he calls her sprout and i just i'm like that's so cute i love it i love that and i think it i i love that we like different things like i love that. yeah um what works for you does not work for me and vice versa right that's fun and very love indicative it. of the genre in general yes you know Whew. all right should we start talking about funny feelings? Is it time? I think it's time. Oh, I'm oh. so excited. <laughs> wow. Um, so do you want to talk about how um, we like, oh, we should do a synopsis first. Let's do a synopsis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell a little bit about the book for, for those of you who may not have read it yet. Um, so funny feelings is about Farley and Meyer. Um, it is dual point of view, which we love. Woo! Um, but Farley is a stand-up comedian. Um, she's kind of like, you know, just starting to make it in the business. And Meyer is her best friend and also her manager. He's a single dad. He's a little bit older. It's an age gap. But basically, uh, Farley gets this opportunity to go on tour with these two other, like, pretty well-known uh, comedians And when they approach her, they essentially say that they think it would be a good idea for her to start fake dating Meyer to get some extra publicity because he used to be a really well-known stand-up comedian. He's like still, you know, pretty big in that world. Um, So they think as her manager, it would be great if they started fake dating to get some extra like buzz around her, which then leads into this like fake dating romance from there um but of course like there's been mutual pining all along and oh it was so great yeah the book also jumps through time so you're you're, like seeing them now as they're navigating this like quote-unquote fake dating relationship but we're also seeing them like when they first met and all of these moments that lead up to right so them being together can we talk about the fake dating in this yes Yes. Okay, so I 
I don't know. Maybe this is like an unpopular opinion. I don't really like fake dating that Mm -hmm. much. It's just a trope that doesn't. I don't know. I don't want to say I get bored with it, but like it just doesn't always. I don't know. Keep It's so repetitive. It is like I feel like it's very hard to make it stand out. I feel like all the fake dating books I read kind of blend together a little bit. But this one was so good. So good. I feel like it was barely fake dating like that was the whole premise behind it but it really just served as a nudge for them to actually start being open and honest about how they felt and then the fake dating was bypassed like so quickly and I was like that's that's what I like to see yeah the fake dating lasts like a chapter and it isn't like I I think the thing that kind of drives me a little bonkers about fake dating is it's like the whole book then becomes them doing the, well, what if, are we doing this for real? Do, do you think right. that we could do this for real? And like, that's what both characters, especially when you're in dual point of view, like dual point of view. Wow. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like that's kind of what the book becomes is that like deep pining and the like, we have this really beautiful moment, but is it real? You know, and this book just circumvented all of that. It right. was like, we're fake dating. And then it was like, okay, it, it's the next day and now we're very seriously in a relationship. Yeah, and I think fake dating also often leads to miscommunication, which mm-hmm. I hate in books. Yes. And again, like this one, it just didn't have that. Like they just like right off the bat were like, oh, okay, well now let's talk about how we feel. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like that's <laughs> <Right>. great. <laughs> right, right. Oh. I just love this book so much. I know. So much. Um, the the thing I like about this book too is there are it's not just the fake dating trope, right? There's also the like friends to lovers yes. journey that we go on. And I, I love a friends to lovers. Oh like, yes. My absolute favorite trope of all time is like friends to lovers, but it's like brother's best friend. It's like yes. my brother's Perfection. best friend. Oh, There's nothing better than that trope. Um, So, yeah, I just like friends to lovers is so special to me. I just I love when people really care about each other as friends and then like have to navigate like turning that into love. Yeah. I mean, it's what happened in my like exact relationship right Mm -hmm. now. So it is like, yeah, right. So it's very it's just very special to me. Yeah. Um, No, I, I, I love. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I love how in each vignette, like in each time period that we're jumping through, the like thing that really shines through, the thing I think Tara did a really good job of is that they just really like each other. Yeah. Like they they care about each other. They just care so deeply about each other. And I, I really love the past and present perspective thrown into this because I think it just really like it really helps to elevate how much of that shines through. Like just seeing how much they care about each other and how that grows over time. I, I just really loved that. It's so funny, Molly, because I normally hate past and present. I normally hate like time jumps. Um, but if there are a few books that I think do it so well that I love, like as soon as I'm reading one chapter, right. 
I'm like, okay, this is the reality. I'm getting excited. And then I get to the next chapter and it's like 13 years ago. I'm like, fuck, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me in a flashback. Don't make me go back there. I don't know what it is that just like I dig my heels in about a little bit. But this book, it just, I loved it. I loved jumping through time. Yeah. I, I usually love past and present perspective and like, especially here just thought it was so good I also love back with like the friends to lovers for a second Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things in friends to lovers books is when you have that like typically it's like the first like spicy scene and you have that moment of like why haven't we been doing that all along or like yes. why did we wait so long <laughs> to do that and uh-huh. this book had that moment and I was just like yes like love it so much perfect it's all I need to see um speaking of that scene <laughs> I we... already know what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is like now my question on the pod, but should we talk about the tattoo? Can we make it so every book we talk about on the pod <laughs> has a tattoo reveal? <laughs> Our podcast just becomes like book club with benefits, colon, <laughs> about <tattoos>. tattoo reveal. <laughs> <laughs> it is collectively our favorite trope and it's. It's so funny because it is such a niche trope and we are now two for two on talking about it. It's funny. As we're sitting here, I'm like, this book is actually quite similar to the one we did last week. I was thinking that too as I was saying, I don't really like fake dating. I was like, oh, well, I also really liked the last book we talked about, which was also fake fake dating. dating. Um, Yeah, I... Oh my God, this tattoo. Okay, so I, I, I... I would like to talk about the tattoo. Yes, please do. Um, so basically, when Meyer and Farley first meet, she he is like hosting a seven a seven year old birthday party for his daughter, and Farley kind of slams into the I think bar that they're hosting yeah. his birthday party in, <laughs> um, off the street because and she's trying to like get some more stage time for her comedy. And she ends up like seeing this man that she kind of knows trying to host a seven-year-old birthday party. And she's like, okay, uh, let me just. <laughs> what are <help>. you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, which is also one of my favorite moments in the whole book because yes. Hazel, Meyer- Meyer's daughter, um, is deaf and speaks in ASL. And um, Farley just starts to use uh, like american sign language with her and Mm -hmm. it just is such a beautiful moment where meyer is like uh, oh you can tell almost immediately he's obsessed with her right um anyway she does these temporary tattoos for all of the girls and there are this umbrella okay (laughs) you can see where we're going with this you can see where we're going (laughs) um and like fast forward to like a couple years later and they're drunk in vegas and they almost do something about their like uh, their deep pining feelings for each other but they kind of miscommunicate and um meyer ends up going out and getting the umbrella tattooed on him which so good right which she then finds the first time that they have sex i just it Ah! i think i 
I'm gonna like make a bold statement. I think this is yeah. the best tattoo reveal I have ever read in a book. I was sobbing yes. and screaming and just it was he's, so good. He's so embarrassed when she finds it at first. Yeah. And it just like and um it was just it's so good. Oh like it's so good. It, everything of like the moment of the reveal but also like when he got it like what he got his reasoning behind it just all of it was so perfect mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. i like can't even talk about it because i just yeah. loved it so much uh, yeah oh i was so so wrecked after i read that uh, yeah it yeah it, it was amazing uh, also it was amazing can we talk about Vegas for a second? Yes. Because. The so city of sin. <laughs> so that's when he got the tattoo. But that whole moment, like you said, like they're drunk. Just like it's kind of this moment of like, are they going to cross that line? And it's they have, very will they, won't they? Yes. <laughs> but they have this like interaction. I don't remember the exact dialogue, but she's essentially talking about how she wants someone to be like stupid in love with her and mm-hmm. he says like you're the only person I've ever been stupid with and she kind of counters that with you're the only person I've ever wanted to be smart with and I Ooh. just lost my mind yeah in that moment I was like this book is gonna wreck me like yes. this book is not pulling a single punch no and it did. It absolutely wrecked me. Yeah. Like, oh, it was so good. Yeah. And Farley, I want to talk about her for a second. So I feel like so often in romance books, right, mm-hmm. when the main character is a comedian, which I feel like is also niche, but does happen. Right. Um, the They're not funny. Right. Like... <laughs> No offense to any uh, authors out there, but it's really hard to write someone who is funny and supposed to be funny. Right. Um, without making them like into a clown, you know, like having to write, like write someone down who is very funny and very smart. Tara DeWitt does such a good job writing Farley. Um, She's hysterical. Like, She's so funny. She's also like so three dimensional, right? Mm-hmm. She's like funny, but also like deeply sad sometimes and like messy and imperfect. Like she just has written this woman who is fully a person. Right. And I just, yeah, you just, as to, as you're reading, you're like, you can see yourself in her because yeah. she is just fully developed I just love I just love Farley I yeah I love that so much and like like you said I feel like a lot of people can see themselves in Farley and that's actually um Tara DeWitt's dedication in this book it that's what this is making me think of of she basically talks about like this is for like the women who have been told they're too much or like too loud or too crass or whatever and like I just love how that connects with Farley and how so many people can identify with that of you know trying to find your place in the world and just struggling with that concept of like am I 
am I too much? And, you know, should I be like toning myself down and kind of presenting this modified version of myself that's more, you know, easy for others to handle? I don't know. I just, yeah. Molly, can I read the dedication? Please do. I love this. Okay, I'm going to read it. Um, This book is dedicated to all the women who've ever been told that they're too much. Maybe you're too loud, too crass, too open, too body. You overshare too often, say too many bad words. You're too weird or too emotional. To the women who, in their quiet moments, still think back on their social interactions and wonder if they really are too much, if they should feel embarrassed or ashamed. You are fucking incredible. You are my people. Don't you dare dilute yourselves to make yourselves more palatable. You are all heart and fire. Give it up for Tara DeWitt. Yeah. Honestly, I would like to give an Academy Award (laughs) to Tara DeWitt. For that dedication. For that That dedication. That dedication alone should be like enough of a sign for everyone to go read this book. Yes. Like you don't need to know anything else. Just read that and be like, Yes. Um, okay. Something else I want to talk about with this book, Molly, is the assault scene. Yes. And I've been like tossing and turning about what I want to say about this scene. Um, so first I'm just gonna, um, like to share like what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically Farley during the tour is on stage and she, um, kind of gets into this like verbal altercation with a uh, fan is not the word an audience member right um, and that audience member takes it upon themselves to go across the street and get a cup of hot coffee from like a 7-eleven or something and backstage she finds Farley and she throws it on her mm-hmm. and it's this moment of like it's obviously a horrible moment right, right. and Meyer shows up um, and they kind of have this time together after this experience where you see Farley go through kind of all the stages of how to deal with a situation like that. Like she at first tries to joke it off mm-hmm. and then he's like, no, this isn't funny. No matter what happens, no matter what you say or what you do, like you do not deserve anyone to touch you to Mm -hmm. invade your space to do anything like that to you and they have this like really beautiful moment where she like just feels it right okay I absolutely loved the way that uh, Tara DeWitt handled this scene um I thought it was so well done Mm -hmm. and so I've been thinking about like okay bear with me I have a metaphor (laughs) okay so often in books um, and in life, people talk about assault like it is like the at the most gruesome level of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get a, a character who is experienced, like I feel like a lot, in a lot of mafia and other like genre, like subgenres of romance, you get a character who has experienced some kind of assault that is so fucking gruesome. It's like thick, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and then. Like, you get the recovery arc, and then it's, like, that experience being so um, gruesome and so horrible makes means that the character is, like, has permission, I guess, to feel these deep feelings about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So, I think about it, like, 
like tops like shirts right and those feel to me like big puffy jackets right they're like thick and they're big and right and then you have moments like this in this book where it's more like i don't know like a sheer top Mm -hmm. right it's still a top but it's thinner maybe it's um i don't want to say small because it's not small it's just different um but it's still assault, right? Like she's right. still being assaulted. And I just love that Tara gives her permission to move through the pain and the aftermath of what that is, even if it's not like a fur jacket. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was I a beautiful know. analogy. <laughs> wow. Okay. I was like, <laughs> is this making any sense? No, or that, am I rambling? that was a, yes, that was beautiful and perfect. And I think that just, I think that's such a perfect way of describing the importance of this scene. Like you said, of like Tara DeWitt as the author, giving Farley permission to experience this different kind of assault from what is more often put into books. Right. And I think, again, just circling back on like how I think so many people can identify with the different layers of Farley's character. And I think that's a big one. Right. It reminds me of like um, being like groped on the street. I'm sorry. This is like kind of triggering. We'll put a trigger warning at the beginning. But it reminds me of people being or when I've in my life have been groped. Like it, it isn't that isn't necessarily like harrowing. Mm-hmm. But it does stay with you and it does hurt. It is still you know? assault it and is it still is still assault. a violation and right. you still have permission to feel that and, you know, to work through that in however you need to. Exactly. Exactly. And I just was like, I don't know. I I just I love like that kind of stuff helps me heal, you know, when something is like, quote unquote, thinner and like a little bit more easy to swallow. But you're watching someone go through the the pain of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's that helps me. Someone who has been through like a fur coat situation heal a little bit more because I'm like, oh, it's even that little stuff that I have to heal myself from, you know. Right. I can't. Anyway. That, that was such a good analogy. Thank you. I have been tossing and turning about how to say it for <laughs> literally a week. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, it, it was it great. <laughs> Whew, I'm glad it landed. Okay. We can I, move on. From that, but. <laughs> I think kind of, you know, veering off of that subject sure. a little but like, you know, connected. I'd love to talk about Meyer a little bit more. I feel like we haven't talked about him much and like within that scene of like let it like he didn't try to tell her how to feel or like control her emotion just like letting her work through that and just being there I think was just uh, it was just so so good his like role in that scene if that makes sense yes he immediately is a safe harbor right for Mm -hmm. her to like go to and like absolutely lose it and and he in every moment is like asking for consent I feel like (laughs) so often consent and this is something we are going to bring an expert in to talk to us about but so often consent in books is like 
clunky mm-hmm. um and i or not present i mean that's something else but right I that's just feel another like, conversation <laughs> that's another conversation <laughs> um but i feel like he just asks very gently like um for consent at every turn you know mm-hmm. I, i'm the moment that's really sticking out in my mind is like you know he I think he like bathes her after this experience mm-hmm. and then she gets into bed and he's like, can I hold you? Which is such a, I don't know. It just really made me cry. When yeah. Said that. No, I, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Okay. This is unrelated and not, <laughs> and not serious, but throughout the whole book, I kept having the Oscar Mayer baloney song in my head every time his name would come up. My, my baloney has a first name it's o-s-c-a-r oh my gosh anyway that's a different thing but wow what a I different it, way to express <laughs> this book and i think that his i think oscar meyer the baloney company is spelled m-a-y-e-r so, so it's not, not even, even the same it's not even the same name but it just was rattling around in my brain <laughs> that's so funny just to cut the tension a little bit oh my gosh um yeah, let's let's talk a little bit more about Meyer. Um, yes, yes, let's get into him. Man, what a guy! <laughs> Just, <Woo. laughs> like, I, how do we how do we get like how do we pull him out of the book and into real life? Honestly, because you know? he just he's just so good as a mm-hmm. person. Like mm-hmm. his heart is so pure. One of my favorite parts of this book is it's and it's kind of a small thing but so with the like fake dating trope in this you find out later that Meyer was approached earlier with this same idea of basically like hey we want Farley on this tour but we think it would be a good idea for you guys to fake date and he was like absolutely not she does not need me or like connections to me like my fame whatever to have success and to like be the incredible comedian that she is like he just stood by her a hundred percent and was like absolutely not we're not doing that until it later was brought to Farley's attention and she was like okay yeah let's do it and then he agreed but I just love that like his just like unwavering support in her that he's just like you don't need me like yeah uh i mean yeah that part is i don't even have the words for it it was like because they kind of set it up um for you to be like oh he knew you know he hid like, that from her he hid that from her and for you to be like this to be like the main conflict you know the third act breakup or whatever right. is this like this thing and so you're kind of like oh my god oh my god and then you hear what he says about it and you're like with his thoughts about it and about how how much he like believes in her um i don't know yeah it really yeah. is it was really beautiful it's it's how we all would like our partner to think about us right we all want a partner who just believes in us implicitly right and he does exactly that oh i love it also that reminds me too there's a part i think it's in one of the like past chapters like kind of like flashback chapters where essentially he was like ready to tell farley how he felt 
about her, but realized that, like, being her friend and supporting her in her career was, like, what she needed more from him in that moment. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, this is more important. And that's when he becomes her manager because he's just like, this is more important. Like, this is this is how you need me right now. And so like, I will put aside what I want for you. And I just, oh, right. What, what a man. 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 That's what exactly where my head was. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, something. Okay. 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 Something else <laughs> that I loved about Meyer. Um, and I like kind of generally when we're talking about an age gap, and we have dual perspective is I love an age gap where the man is older mm-hmm. and is struggling with the gap. Yeah. Is like, and, and he does that. He's like, I'm too old. This mm-hmm. is weird. And that like really I find to be comforting in age gap romances when the like older person is like, especially when it's a man is like grappling with that because um, otherwise I think you can lean. I think some people, some authors can lean too far into the predatory nature of an age gap. Um, And this, I feel like really like he, and, and it's not that big of an age gap and he's not that much older than her, but he really, he really, you can see him and hear him like struggling and going back and forth on that. Um, Which I think, I think anytime someone is conscious of that and worried about it, it it means that like they have good intentions. Yeah, that that awareness helps with right. the gap in some books, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not that not that there is any part of this book where he seems at all predatory, but there are other books that I've read where I'm like, "Ooh, right. <laughs> this man needs a little bit of awareness." <laughs> yeah. About the things he is doing and saying. But not Meyer. Mm-mm. <laughs> not Oscar Meyer Baloney. <laughs> uh, is there uh. anything else about this book you want to talk about? Um, you know what I do want to talk about, Molly, is um, I have a little bone to pick with you and how long it took me <laughs> to learn <laughs> that there was a second epilogue. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this came up, what, like a week ago? We were... That- preparing for this meeting right and i was like i want to talk about the epilogue oh which we also um, have not talked about yet which we also haven't <laughs> talked about yet because i i loved that i thought okay so the epilogue it, it's not from either of their perspectives it's a like a feature piece basically that someone has written on farley jones farley jones meyer i think is her right. name then um meyer is not his last name is it no meyer is his first oh wait what was his last name <laughs> farley jones whatever it's not important no um (laughs) moving on (laughs) moving on it's hyphenated because they're married okay anyway so um she's reading this uh, it's not she's not reading it but like it's you read this article basically Mm -hmm. it's like a feature and i loved that i thought that was like so interesting and unique i was like it was so different from your normal epilogue right um and so I bring this up to you in our pod meeting. I'm like, let's talk about it. And you're like, which epilogue? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? What do you which mean epilogue? which one? <laughs> right. And then you're like, the one with the wedding or the like article? And I was like, the one with the what? <laughs> I also just love. So I like, 
like I said this you know I'm like which one and you were like I've read this like four times and had not noticed that there was more at the end of the book I literally got I went back and read it obviously because I'm I I was like delighted I was so excited that there was more but I go back to read it and I get to the first epilogue and literally I swipe over and it's the second epilogue. It's one. It's the next page. I was like, what the <laughs> hell was going through my head that I just was like, well, not even going to check. Anyway, I'm glad you found it. Furious. Now. I, I did I- just notice like last week when we were sitting down with this because I had read this book on my phone and then bought the paperback because I loved it so much. And I was like flipping through it as we were talking and was like, hold up, there was a playlist in this book and I didn't know it. I love a book playlist. I just, there's something about it for me. And I was very upset with myself that I didn't know that that existed. Have you listened to the playlist? I have listened to parts of it. Here's the thing. I think I need to do a reread and listen to the playlist while I read it. Yeah, I think it's only right. Here's my thing is that I also love a book with a playlist, but I can be like a little judgmental about a book playlist. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I took one look at this book playlist and I saw that ABBA was on the list. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sold. Molly Reed loves ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> I am an ABBA bitch for sure. I love everything. Yeah. I love ABBA. Mamma Mia is like one of my favorite movies. I love it. <laughs> I was so happy. And it's Take a Chance on Me, an excellent ABBA song. A perfect so, pick. I was like, it's going to be a perfect playlist. It doesn't matter. It has one ABBA <laughs> It doesn't ABBA matter what else is on it. <laughs> it could be whale noises and one ABBA song and like three podcasts. And I'd be like, perfect Absolutely. Playlist. No notes. <laughs> wow. So what I got to know now. What do you rate this book? Oh my god. Um <laughs> we really really have to start reading books that are just mediocre so that <laughs> we have to start reading worse books. We have to start reading worse books. We just do. Um no, I I think once again this is a 5 out of 5. Yeah. I, I'm I would give it a 6 out of 5 if I was allowed. Oh, absolutely. I I, I think it. it's so funny. That in the first episode, I was like, I never give books five stars. <laughs> like, this is a fluke. And now here I am back again mm-hmm. with another five star mm-hmm. read. It was just so good. Molly, had you read Funny Feelings at the time we recorded the first episode? No, I hadn't yet. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't think so. Okay. They And to be fair, like, Two Wrongs Make a Right and Funny Feelings were my first two five-star reads of the year. Like, it, yeah. it is still a rare thing for me, but total, I just think it's so funny rarity. that they're the first two books we picked, and I'm just like, fives all around. <laughs> I remember you texting me after you finished Funny Feelings and being like, okay, I read Funny Feelings. I think that's the best book I've ever read. And I was like, <laughs> this is exactly what we said about Two Wrongs Make a Right, but I think you're right. It is the best book I've ever read. I love it's Funny so Feelings. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. So, uh, so that's good. another solid five star from both the Mollies. Yeah. The Mollies. The Mollies give it five stars. Um, another rating that I uh, we want to do, which um, was suggested by a, re- a listener. Mm-hmm. 
If you can believe it, we have listeners who are giving us suggestions. A real listener? A real listener. Um, uh, someone wrote to me and said, we should do a smut ra- rating or a spicy rating. I love that. Right. So I think, and I think the people deserve it. You know, everyone deserves need to, to know, know what they're getting, what they're getting into. Um, so Mal, what do you think this one rates on a, on a one to five scale of, of uh, spice? So I will say in general, I do think spice is a little subjective to like yes. what you generally read. But for myself, I think I would give this like a two on the spicy scale. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got some spice in it, but I don't think like the romantic aspects of the book, I think are a little more like at the forefront here than yes. the actual spice. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I agree completely with that rating. I think there are some really spicy moments in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find that the like intimate moments <laughs> capital i capital m intimate moments tm um, tm of this book are more um are more like rooted in romance mm-hmm. and in like like tender love for each other which i find very wonderful to read personally yeah. um but they're not as uh they're not as as smutty as say a reverse harem (laughs) you know right that's fine yeah not that reverse harems aren't rooted in love and romance because they also are but um this just felt a little more i would say intimate and not a smutty yes no i i completely agree so a solid two on the spicy scale yes from us yes do with that what you will (laughs) (laughs) we recommend it um if you're looking for smut you can skip around there's some good stuff in there oh yeah there's definitely some good spice in this yeah just not like a ton of it i guess right right we're talking like a dash of cayenne maybe (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah um so now i guess it's time to decide where meyer lands on our leading man tier ranking yeah where will he fit in <laughs> um, with all of the, the leagues of other men in our <laughs> current pool? It's a real, it's a real uh, tough decision. Uh, yeah. I guess as a little refresher, we got four tiers uh, ranging from absolutely not. Uh, no. Here for a good time, not a long time. Woo. I guess I'd introduce him to my parents and then obviously... Sure gold standard ding 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 i don't do we even need to talk about this Myers no, a gold he's standard. gold standard yeah without 100%. a doubt um here's something that like is interesting for us to maybe think about is um do we feel like we want to rank within gold standard if he's above or below jamie so i was gonna ask you this as well if you like him more than jamie i i why the heck not? I think we should absolutely rate them or rank them. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what, Mal? I personally, for me, Meyer is my number one. He, <gasps> really? He, he does bump Jamie down. I think it's still Jamie for me. And you know what? I think that that makes a lot of sense based on our personalities. I think it does. Yeah. So we, we've got competing leading men now. Ooh. We got... <laughs> 
the Molly. Things are once. getting interesting. I was here on the pod. <laughs> for once, we're split on a decision. Well, how about it? Okay, I think that leads us into our uh, our favorite segment. <laughs> I'm <clears throat> so ready for anatomy class. It's time for anatomy class. This is the segment where uh, Molly and I break down a <laughs> body part euphemism that we think is either hilarious or absolutely disgusting. Um, Molly, I think you're up this week. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. This came up when I was reading a book a couple weeks ago. I feel like this one comes up a lot and I don't like it oh nub nub (laughs) (laughs) meaning what (laughs) when the clit is described as a nub oh my god yes i hate absolutely not get out i don't want to read your book anymore (laughs) oh my god i was not expecting you to say nub i have to be honest yeah no that i hate it i hate it I hate it. Yeah. One time I heard um, someone compare the what the clit looks like to a uh, pencil tip eraser. What? <laughs> not in a book. But okay. um, I was like, was that in like book. in a smut scene? <laughs> no, no, no. That was like a kid I went to middle school with. Um, and that's what it reminds. Well, that's what nub reminds me of is like the uh, eraser of a pencil. It's just it's such an unsexy word <laughs> and uh, like to put it in spite no i i don't want no. it i want no part of that <laughs> no 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 do not touch my nub <laughs> no <laughs> no uh, wow so <laughs> my first thought i was like when i you first said nub i was like is that is that a is that about a penis <laughs> What part of the penis? <laughs> I was like, "What? What are we even talking about? Where? Where to start? Where to start? Wow, nub. Okay, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Add it to the shit list. <laughs> right below dark hole. Another yeah, great, great addition uh, of anatomy class. <laughs> right. God, this is going to be entertaining forever. I think. <laughs> um. So. Which one of us gets to introduce uh, next <laughs> next week's book? Go for it. Take it away. Okay. Next week, Molly and I uh, will be reading uh, and talking about a, a book that was presented to us um, by a mutual friend. Um, via a is, Goodreads ad. <laughs> via a Goodreads ad. Um, and it is a Shrek <laughs> fanfic, I think. <laughs> it's called Get In Me Swamp. By GM Fairy. So I'm so <laughs> excited and terrified for I us to read very this. Very nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous, but I also think this is gonna be so much fun. Just what an experience. What an experience. <laughs> um here's here's a prediction that I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out there is I have a feeling that we're gonna love it. I I think that's a strong possibility. I also just cannot wait to see where this ogre winds up on our leading man chart. I oh. <laughs> stay tuned, everyone. Absolutely stay tuned, everyone. Um, with Get In My Swamp, you know, or Get In Me Swamp, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> feel free to read along with us. If you want us to take the lead on this one, I think we'll probably have a lot of spoilers. So... <laughs> up to you can't wait Um, all right 
Happy reading. Uh, don't forget to read whatever the hell you want. Be shameless. We love it. Bye. Bye.